0: On this episode of the Star Trek Universe podcast, we are talking about Star Trek Picard, episode 103, The End is the Beginning, right after this.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we
1: are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. welcome to star trek universe podcast my name is matthew carroll i am david c robertson what is up dave how are you buddy uh,
0: i i am i am well i am uh <laughs> i'm doing okay <laughs> good. um how are you man
1: i'm good i'm good just watch some picard you know that's always a good yeah. part of my week so these last three weeks by always i mean three times
0: well, two out of three. Um, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I rewatched last week's. Uh, I uh-huh. do. I did feel much better about it on a second rewatch. Uh, did you? I think most of my most of my feelings about episode two are results. Of what I was wanting from this show, and not necessarily what I'm not necessarily what they wanted to, the story they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. So uh, I tried to look at it with different eyes and not have such expectations on it. Uh, and right. I didn't mind it nearly as much.
0: Um, yeah, I try not to be an entitled fan. You know, <laughs> I try to be a, a good person. It doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, you know, it's 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 more like.
1: I saw these great mysteries. I thought they were setting up and stuff, and that just seemed like they, or, or mysteries and moral questions, and then that those went by the wayside. But, uh, mm-hmm. Rewatching, like the storyline that they're telling, is interesting to me as well. It's just not what I thought we were getting. So we'll see. we'll see. We'll 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 see. And I and I do I like the direction of this episode for the most part. Yeah. Um, a lot better. Um, there's definitely some interesting stuff in this episode. You want to go ahead and dive into episode three here and talk about it. Sure. Sure. We can talk about that's it while we're here. I thought that's all. what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no Spoiler So spoiler alert for episode three. We're about to spoil it. Um, mm-hmm. so we, this is, this is our, you know, get, at least us partially getting the crew together episode. Yeah. Um, there's kind of three major storylines going on. You get the Rafi stuff, um, uh-huh. the Picard stuff and the, uh, soji meeting ramda the the former borg or xb as they call them right um and uh, yeah it, 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 so so the xb stuff or uh, the ramda stuff was interesting to me mm-hmm. uh, it made me think my random theory from last week about the preservers was right
0: <laughs> oh man how much would i love oh, that would be so good
1: yeah, I, last week, if you, if you weren't here last week, I randomly said that uh, I was just trying to think of a reason that the Zatvash would have, a, would ha, would, would, would have some secret. And I was like, what could the secret be? I was like, ah, the preservers, uh, they created us and we're all actually AIs. Like every, every being in the universe is an AI. And that was my, <laughs> that was my joke theory. And then this, this episode, they're talking about a shared, um, a shared mythology and how Borg can function well if they have a shared... Or ex-Borg can function well if they have the shared mythology. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and the Zhat and the Vashav is like... And was I right? Did I call it? I didn't even think about that ahead of time. I just spitballed that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now we know Soji <laughs> is somehow interested in a shared mythology. And she seems interested mm-hmm. directly in what the... Um, the shared mythology that the Jat Vosh seem to have. So that's right. uh, that's all very interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm interested 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 to see what happens with them. I don't I'm still trying to wrap my stupid brain around it. I'm not I'm not smart enough for this show. Yeah. I feel <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm I'm stuck between some like strange I'm in some strange place where I feel like I'm a little too smart for the show at times, and then also I just don't know what the hell they're talking about, another half. Like I'm like, that's ridiculous. They wouldn't do that. And then the other half of the time I'm like, I that no. I don't know what this is. This is this is way too like smart what? for me.
1: what's a, what's the thing that seems too smart? I don't understand.
0: Um, like just everything that they're saying, like all their little coded messages, everything that she's like all the stuff that she didn't know that she like somehow knew and didn't oh, right. realize she knew. Well, I just, think, you know, I just like, think that's her all of that be,
1: all that's her being activated. Like uh she so Yeah. So it's it's stuff that her Android side It's like she's sort of walled off just like Dodge had it, you know, has the ability, had the ability to fight and, and, and Soji here had the ability to rush that knife or that rush that uh, disruptor and stop it. Uh Uh, Soji has all that ability too, but not just, not just physical ability, but she also has like knowledge that she doesn't know that she knows. And then whenever it starts to spill out of her, she's like, well, I didn't really even she, I mean, and we're learning this for the first time. She says, I didn't even know Mm -hmm. I knew that until I said it out loud, basically.
0: Well, yeah, I felt better about it once she said that. But like before that, I was just like, what am I missing? You know, for for just a second, I'm like, did I completely just fade out or something? Or am I just not understanding? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how smart I actually am. So a fair amount of the time, I'm just sitting there trying to figure out, like, am I not getting this because I'm stupid or am I not getting this because they haven't revealed something yet? <laughs> no, I, th- I
1: think most of it's just the lack
0: of reveal.
1: Uh, I think there's still, a lot, there's still a lot to be revealed about Dodge and Soji and the Zhat and we just don't know what any of them are going for. And what I want to know is you know, as we're talking about, it seems like there's this sort of other side to these androids that they don't even really know Mm -hmm. what is there. And and I, I'm curious what their mission is. You know, it seems like she's trying to, as we said, trying to find out this shared mythology among, it almost is like Soji was looking to the future. You know, Soji was looking for, um, advanced cybernetics. She was going to the Daystrom Institute, right? And the yeah. other sister is like digging into the past um, mm-hmm. and trying to find out what the uh, Zat-Vash, or Zatvash know. Uh, Zatvash. I, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's hard to say, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... Yeah, well, let's let's uh, maybe make it a little through the episode here. Uh, let's see, what do you think of um, Picard's uh, one last desperate, wild solution in this episode of of resignation and thinking that uh, it, it makes it it really gives credence to what last episode we were looking at with the the admiral speaking of his hubris. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's obviously he obviously is. Uh, yeah, he does have a lot of hubris. <laughs> he right. Thought he could change the entire fleet by offering his resignation, and that, no, he couldn't.
0: Yeah, which he's a celebrated admiral. You know, sure. he, he's the great Jean Luc Picard. This is. Yeah. I mean, of course. They should. I mean, you know what it is? As, as the EMH uh, elucidates in this episode. Right. And. Uh, uh, I don't want to get too far uh, too far into another continuity here, but um, it reminded me of um, the eleventh Doctor. Hmm. How yeah. he became he became so great and so feared and so powerful that even he had like completely bought into his hype, and right. and he has to fall. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I don't know. I I, per- I very very much liked that. I liked that even at this stage in his life, Picard has uh, become so influential and so celebrated that he he would even deign to think, you know what? I'm gonna offer my resignation. That'll do it. I'll mm-hmm. give him an ultimatum. Either they lose me, or oh, they lost me.
1: Yep. <laughs> and I think it all goes to the to the point from the last episode that he's like he wants to be consequential again and I think his his pride his pride is hurt by his own um, humanity his, his uh-huh. own death approaching and his pride is hurt by you know uh, his pride was injured 14 years ago and I think he hasn't He's he was always a pretty um, sure of himself man, you know. He's <laughs> he's always been he's always been that, and and I think he's been questioning that for the last fourteen years.
0: I think there's also there must be a, a measure of you know all the stuff, all the times I save the world, all the time I say all the times I save the universe, uh, save the Federation, remind us Starfleet of what it was about, you know. All of these great things, and what was it for? At the end of the day, I'm still not really, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You still can't stop the inevitable decline of greatness. And that's true of both himself and Starfleet.
1: Absolutely. And what does it mean... Going forward, what is it? What is this show? What is this show going to say about that? Because I, they're 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 playing with those themes so heavily that I I really don't want to see Picard just like go out and do such great things that he loses that sort of perspective. Like I think learning and like growing, growing from this is like the way this show needs to go. But I don't know. I I could see it just like you know like you said, doctor Who, him becoming an even greater doctor who at the end of this, you know, like, Oh, he did even greater <laughs> oh, yeah. things, you know? Um, which I hope, I hope he does. I want him to do greater things, but I want him to do it and like learn some humility kind of, I guess. Yeah. At The same
0: time. Uh, what being that Michael Chabon is the, is the showrunner here. And we know that he's not for season two, but he'll still be an executive producer. We know that he wants to to carry on his uh, his Calypso storyline, his Odyssey in Star Trek. And He's introduced to the idea of the Vidreish, mm-hmm. which is you know uh, a syncope of uh, the Federation. We know that they're going to be de- char- uh, in those in those territories uh, in Discovery season three. Yeah, how much do you think this is the downfall of Starfleet? And this is the downfall of the Federation into what becomes in some Hmm. 830 or no, sorry, I guess it would be 700 and, and 700 and something years. Supposedly. I don't
1: think that it's that i i I think that there's a lot of things that have to happen to bring that about i don't think at least anything yet that we've seen in this story i mean obviously it could um butterfly effect into something huge in the next few seasons and Mm -hmm. i think it will but i i think that wisely or not the creators of this show and the creators of discovery are banking on the fact that those are so far apart that they can kind of work independently. But I, I do uh, think because they're in the same universe, we're always going to be asking those questions. And I don't think they're, I don't think they're thinking on that, the level that we are about, um, about, about how is this going to be, I don't, I don't think they're going to connect it honestly, like in, in a really close, meaningful
0: way. The I only don't. reason I do is because of Michael Shaban,
1: Right. Calypso.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I just think that, yeah. that I think
1: that Michael Chabon creating Calypso and having the Vidreish be the Federation or whatever, uh, which if you guys have not seen Calypso, it's a short trek. Um, there's a there's a some sort of faction called the Vidreish that are sort of the antagonists of the story, and uh, it was it, it was it wasn't even on screen. It was later talked about how the Vidreish were uh, the Federation. Um, yeah, and so I think that that. The only connection is that Michael Shiban has those themes in mind. I think he thinks the downfall of the Federation is where things have to go mm-hmm. to, to, for, this, for this universe to flourish.
0: Well, we also know that the downfall of the Federation is also a big sticking point in season three of Discovery. Where they, they are, spoilers for season three of Discovery. If you care about that show, they have now gone into the future. They're going to be nine hundred and thirty years in the future. So, right. Well, that's what I mean. I think, like, yeah, I think that's it. I think that he just ha- he
1: likes to play with those themes, and I also think the downfall of the Federation has to do a lot with how some people view America today. And I think that mm-hmm. they're playing with those themes because they're they're trying to make a story that is relevant to who we are, and it's, and and it, honestly, I think Janeway at her height is 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 the problem with America and the problem with like the Federation being a analog for America, which I think in many ways it kind of is in in the in the in the older stuff. Um, but uh-huh. at some point it just starts to feel colonialistic. Um, mm-hmm. and the, like, it's just, it's just like Harry Mudd is always talking about, um, how the, how the Federation is the boot on his neck, you know, like that's the, yeah. the Federation is the empire in many ways. And I think that people are trying to play with those ideas while still trying to maintain the hope of humanity on these shows and, and still maintain the hope of the Federation clearly in discovery. They're trying that. And, and, and in Mm -hmm. Picard, it's like some, sometimes I think the themes they're going for are like, you can have a great organization like the Federation, but you never have, you never get to stop fighting for it. Yeah. You know? Mm hmm. So I, and I like that. I think that's a that's a that's a cool that's a cool thing that, uh, as as much as I like the hopefulness of Star Trek, um, it, there's all kinds of problems with it being a little too simplistic for just all the good guys to be good guys, you know, and yeah. all the Federation to always kind of be the good guys.
0: I love that. I love that. Rios is former Starfleet. That he was too. the captain of a heavy cruiser, I think they said.
1: And, Me too. Um, I am very fascinated by the character of Captain Rios so far.
0: Did he make his EMH look like him?
1: Is that uh, what's happened? I didn't get that. I just thought they—they're uh, both guys with similar-looking guys with beards. I—I
0: I didn't. Are they the same? Are they the same person? <laughs> I they're can't not the same find I, I think they are. I can't find a listing for the EMH on the show. oh that's
1: that's very funny. I, I did not realize it i'm I'm really bad at faces like to the point that it's ridiculous you played <laughs> you have face blindness I really do like um, this is not a joke I do video editing as part of my part of my career is video editing and I, I edit weddings and sometimes I have to call my girlfriend in from the other room to ask her which uh-huh. one is the bride like when, once she takes the white dress off I can't track her face anymore like I can literally pull up two two shots of the bride and be like is that the same person? And I can look at their faces and not be able oh, to tell gosh. like it's that, it's that extreme. And I know me and you've had this discussion all our lives that I, you you have a really good sense of people's faces and I never do. And I, I've realized over the last few years that it's like, it's actually a pretty extreme thing for, for with me. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just like inattentiveness or if it's I uh, I don't know. Or if, or if I actually have some sort of yeah. face blindness, whatever that means.
0: Well, we we weren't really certain. Me and my wife kept pausing it and going like, is it him? Mm-hmm. Is it the same guy? That's funny. And they were like, yeah, I think it is. And then a few minutes later, we're like, is it? <laughs> I can't find the listing for the EMH, but he, Santiago Cabrera says that he's only playing Rios on IMDB and on memory alpha. So, uh, you know, I'm a little confused, a little concerned. Interesting. Of course, you know, I, I keep getting like hung up on visuals. You may be right. Yeah. I, I just, I just pulled it up. Yeah. You may be right. He does look very similar. I think they've even got the same, like, mole on the one side of their face. Interesting. Yeah, you're probably right then. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just, I keep getting distracted by uh, by little things. Like, in the scene where Picard comes down and tells um, Rafi that they chose to accept his res- resignation. Mm-hmm. I had to, like, do everything in my power not to focus on how, like, bulky the back of their tunics were. Like, Mm. there's, like, a flap on the back of their neck, and I was just like, dude, you guys could have done... You can, like, see where it folds over and, like, Velcros, and I was like, you guys, who designed that? Girl. Mm. Uh, (laughs) That's funny. and, And then, like... in. I also got a little distracted by how much she kept calling him JL. That was weird. He doesn't feel like a JL to me. I liked I liked <laughs> JL. You I liked, liked
1: it? it? Yeah. I think that was just Rafi. I don't think that's him. I think that's who Rafi right. is. And so I yeah. think that... Her calling him JL just kind of makes sense for her character, and that's just what she would call him. I, d- I dug that. I thought that was kind of cool. It's kind of nice because we've had him called Captain and Picard and all these things for so long, but you know, no one's ever called him JL. I don't know. It's
0: kind of yeah, neat. Yeah. Th- I I didn't necessarily hate it or anything. It was just it was a new kind of relationship. Oh yeah, for sure. That you. I'm not used to like seeing someone have with Picard, she may have said it too much. Like mm-hmm. they were trying to drive home the fact that yes, she's talking to Picard and calling him JL. But, um, I just, I just know, think that's I, what she
1: calls him. So, and she had a lot of reason to call him by name this episode with, with the kind of conversations they were having.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I I, do, I, I, do I think never
1: that EMH is played by the same guy. I'm looking at him. It's just the beard. Like he's he's got the same beard and like the same yeah. coloration in the beard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird cuz he he I he, I like it so much because he's acting so differently. And that's really really cool. Um oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's two completely different characters. I you know that makes me feel <laughs> knowing that we have um this guy uh, Captain Rios who is uh we know he has a f- sort of a federation side that Picard sees based on his work even though he won't uh, kind of like l- deign to show his hand Uh uh-huh. I- I- I'm interested in the fact that like he's created this EMH to look like himself and the EMH is also you know a very sort of like the vmh is a lot more like traditional starfleet you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i wonder if there's like something going on there with the character where he's like created kind of the federation version of himself sort of the goody two shoes version of himself to live there on the crew and to to sort of uh take a crap on whenever he wants to like he's it's, it's 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 an interesting character thing there, yeah. ha- happening more than just more than just having if if that's the case that it's that it's the same actor, which I think it is. It's crazy. It's neat. I, yeah,
0: like it. I kept thinking as as I saw <laughs> when we first meet him, he's got the big shard hanging out of his shoulder and he's smoking. And I was just like, this is like a perfect combination of Mal Reynolds and 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 uh, Ash Williams from Evil Dead. <laughs> like, interesting
1: yeah i would not have called ash williams but i definitely see the malcolm Reynolds. i mean we saw the firefly nature of this show like back in the trailers and uh oh, i mean yeah. you you got your kaylee you you got your zoe you, <laughs> which um i i i wanted to imprint zoe onto her uh but firefly is a great show if you don't know it you should uh but zoe zoe is um you know, she has a similar look clearly. Um, but like, I don't <laughs> know what you mean. <laughs> It was a racial thing. No, I mean, not, not just racial, but, like, also oh. the way she's dressed uh, a little bit, the, and the hair, she, and her general kind of badass attitude. Like, she's a very Zoe-like character. Um, but then I then, I, then I then this episode, we got to know her, and I was actually, because I was imprinting that on her a little bit, I was very surprised when she was so sensitive. When she was so clearly sensitive and uh I kind of expected, because of the trope of Zoe, I expected her to be like a little more um guarded with her emotions, but she was not guarded at all. She was very open with Picard about how hurt she was that he never came to see her. Um Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really I liked that. I liked it I liked that it's not she's not a trope at all. She's a different character.
0: Yeah. I I I would say she's a different character. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
1: I I was a little not worried. I was almost excited <laughs> when I was watching the trailers for this and I see that like it's Captain Picard with a crew that rem- like so many of them reminded me of um a Firefly characters. <laughs> I was like I I I was I was excited that it might be kind of like Firefly in Star Trek. But uh but seeing the characters and getting to know them, I, I like that they're so different. Yeah. But this guy is definitely Malcolm Reynolds. I mean, he's, he's a guy who used to fight in, he used to be a part of a big, uh, uh, you know, organization. And then that didn't work out. And now he's working on the fringes, you know, taking work for hire. Like, it's great. It's really great.
0: Yeah, I can see it. It could be, it could, that could be fun. I wonder what they'll do with him. I'm, I'm excited
1: about him. I really am. It was, I, thought it was weird that he let a, I thought there'd be a little more friction with captain Picard being in charge. I mean, I guess he's, he's hired the guy, so I guess he is in charge. But, uh, when he mm-hmm. looked at Picard to say engage, I don't know if that was, um, part of his, I guess him saying engage is probably part of his legacy or part of his, uh, uh, uh-huh. that's word I'm looking for his mythology around captain Picard. I don't know.
0: I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the only person who actually really like acknowledged it was Allison Pill's character, Girardi, uh, Doctor yep. Um <laughs> and My wife paused it and rewound it. She's like, "It wasn't enough. I have to hear him say it again." No, that's awesome. And and then she, as we see Allison Pill smiling again, my wife goes, "Allison knew." No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Uh, And I did, it did like conjure things in my head. Like, okay, how on record is it that he said that all the time? Yeah. Because it must be, it must be like just part of, (laughs) I mean, he's
1: clearly very famous. Everyone's read books by him, Um, everyone knows him. The EMH and uh, Captain Rios have the conversation about all the things that he did. So I'm assuming there are like hollow novels about him and probably like written by what, like Barkley or something like whatever, like some, some crew member probably wrote, probably wrote memoirs or hollow novels about him. And therefore, um, you know, the there are probably a lot of people out there who actually do know his personality um, at, least, at least I the, hadn't considered that yeah the mythic version of him just like just like uh they do hollow novels of old just like he would re- do those hollow novels of what was the character that he would always play in TNG Dixon Hill Dixon Hill yeah just like he would do those there's probably people you know this 20 or 30 years on they're doing hollow novels of the Enterprises like there are people that are like well we even know um <laughs> not that people like this ending but we know that uh Riker and uh, Riker and Troy yeah, did the probably. hollow novel of the Enterprise uh, from from Enterprise, the show Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So like that stuff happens. So I'm assuming that's what that's what we have here. Is people people probably know his character, at least a fictionalized version. I think it's interesting to know this know the fictionalized version versus the the, the real man. And I think
0: that that hopefully will come up. Uh, yeah, hopefully that will come up. I think that would be amazing. I hadn't considered that until you just started talking about it, but. I, that's one of the things I loved a whole whole lot about Logan uh, yeah spoilers oh, I, love that Logan, too. You, I love that too if you too. haven't seen um, in, in Logan they have they have comic books that are like the fictionalized uh, stories of what supposedly really happened and uh, and and Logan's pretty jaded about that right and I just love that idea let me ask you this how would you feel ask me what and and last week we even got negative
1: feedback on iTunes about uh, about uh, being picky about the starships how would you feel if Uh we found out Discovery and Picard are the real world And all the other Star Trek that we've watched all these years has been the hollow novels that exist within
0: that real world. I would be confused. (laughs) I I would be really confused. Um, I would be really pissed, I think. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah but, I, think,
0: I think that's fair i think that's totally fair it's just a thought though I,
1: it's a headcanon we'll way look, to make all know, the ship stuff make sense
0: oh <laughs> we'll look okay we we did we got we got a one-star review on apple podcast um and the the guy says once good podcast uh, went petty and uh, I was going to talk about it later, but th- this is fine. Uh, he says, uh, "Really, a two-second hologram shot of Enterprise that doesn't look exactly like the '66 model, and you are done with the Picard series? That's petty." And quote-unquote fans like you are reason the fandom is so divided and bitter. Used to love your cast, but I'm moving on. Well, I don't know if this guy's still listening. Personally, I don't think I would ever say something that uh, heated. And give a one star review and then not listen to the next episode to see if it was addressed. <laughs> but maybe he is done. Thing is, I never said I was done with Picard. Um, you said you you were deciding was it? it was
1: in a different universe, and you had to head it into a different universe. But yeah,
0: right. I had to head it into a different and universe, you said, and you said and you said you were no longer interested, really. <laughs> I said I'm fighting to be interested, (laughs) but here's, here's, here's how I've maneuvered around that. See, we're, we're, we're talking about this stuff like two seconds after it airs, after we watch it. So I've got, ai have a lot of feelings. I've been a fan of star Trek since I was born. So 36 years I've been watching this shit. Um, and it's not that it doesn't look exactly like the 66 model because there were like four different 66 models <laughs> and they all looked a little different. And, you know, even back then, like, they would use stock shots so the like, Enterprise would change from shot to shot. The same thing happened on Next Generation. There were, there were two or three different models that were just clearly not the same ship. Um, part of that is you... you you get used to that and you have to head cannon some of that. And then they come in with their HD and they fix that. And, you know, I love the, the HD remaster of the original series, but I kind of think they made it a little flat looking the ship. Uh, I'm glad that there is consistency in what the ship looks like from shot to shot now, but you know, it's, there's all like all sorts of like, you know, okay, I get it. Okay. I get it. Okay. I get it. Um, but I have an idea of what that Original series model looks like and of There has been some standardization Over the years uh, Over what it looked like during the cage What it looked like during the second pilot And what it looked like over the course of the series um, And it's not About exactly what it looks like Is As I said, it's not about That two second hologram shot And by the way, we, we had problems with that episode Beyond that, but It's not about that, it's about the intent Of what the producers are trying to to say to because they know that the prime universe people are going to watch picard they know that the fans who don't dig discovery are going to watch picard i like discovery i enjoy discovery i i'm fine headcanoning that into another universe so how i've gotten around it basically in my own head is that the same thing same exact story is happening in the prime universe but just that 2 second hologram shot is a little different. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, that's how I had to do it. But that's yeah, a fine I don't, I'm not trying canon. to be I mean, what do you want, man? I've, I I I'm I got to I got to make myself care. <laughs> I Right? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that I am the reason the fandom is so divided. I, I think fan fans want what they want. Everybody wants something different. And at this point, more than 50 years into a fandom, a lot of different people are going to want a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure but we're not all just gonna like sit in the corner and jerk ourselves off because oh god there's no there's more star trek we've we have opinions and we have feelings about these things and if you want to listen to a podcast where people just unabashedly praise whatever was produced you could always watch that will wheaton after show that's true uh and the, the thing is like
1: me and you also disagree on this pretty pretty extremely like i do not really care about the ships changing like it it doesn't affect me don't. and that's fine and, but i know that you do and i know that some people out there agree with you completely so um I, that's why that's why i'm not like gonna you know uh sit here and rag on you for that um i well don't, you can't tell faces one from the other uh, I mean, I can, like, I can, like, I, yeah. I can't, I, I, I can, I can, uh, and, and especially like now that I've actually gone and paid attention and I've looked at the diagrams. I looked right. at the diagrams this week, partially just to be able to have this discussion with you, because I looked at the diagrams and mm-hmm. I completely see that they could line up as the same universe. Like they just looked that you know, they look they look similar enough that yeah. that could be a refit, um, and and they line up in so many ways. It's mostly just the struts, and the struts could have just been like some sort of experimental struts they used for a while <laughs> the, here uh... and there, or something. Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, it was like uh, we're getting too hung up on all that. That's that. So if if uh, <laughs> my my objections with last week's episode had nothing to do with any of that, no. Mm -mm. Uh, my objections had all to do with the storyline. And I still, like I said, this episode, it feels better. Even last episode on a rewatch felt better. I I did just, I did want the things that they're tackling all the data stuff, all the Borg stuff, Mm -hmm. the Romulan stuff, the Federation falling to, to fear and anger, all that stuff is stuff I want them to explore, and last episode seemed like a step in the wrong direction to get right. those things explored. That's That was my problem with it. It you know, had our, nothing to do with the ships.
0: Our friend Matthew Westfox wrote in to us, and yeah. he said he was also disappointed with that episode. And um, he said uh, the scents weren't acting autonomously, or at least most of, the, most of them weren't. He says, the Romulans, he says, I was excited to see what happened to their society, how much they changed after the tragedy, but instead, we're just back to secret Romulan plots and murder, which I, a second, because I've always wanted to see more of Romulan culture, and we always just get like, Romulan plots. He says, for a second, I got excited that maybe the Romulans were just, were being framed by rogue elements in Starfleet, led by Vulcans who never trusted the Romulans, Uh, but it's all just a Romulan plot, which I think this week... Brought it to a different place. Hmm. I, th- I think there is definitely some sort of uh, federation. He said half of them didn't want to save the Romulans in the first place. Um, and he says the worst part is hard to see the federation as being wrong for not trusting the Romulans when we are seeing so many Romulans doing the underhanded scary stuff the federation was so afraid of. Yeah. But I don't think that's what's happening anymore. There's something else going on. Some... Some the Romulans, uh, certain, uh, Romulan cabal are in cahoots with with uh, with fed, the Federation in some regard. Well, at least with at least with
1: um, Commodore O. She, yeah. she is for sure. <clears throat> which we didn't discuss it last week, but uh, there were a lot of discussion online about who who Commodore O is. A lot of people thought she was a Romulan, uh, which is still possible. I think she's a Vulcan, like actually a Vulcan. Um, yeah, we've seen that, bad Vulcans for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and for whatever reason, I think that she has... Her logic has led her to joining forces with this Romulan cabal that's going on, which, you know, that's interesting to me. I, lo- I love the idea of um, logic leading you to a
0: dark place. Because that happens to me every day. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I really like that idea. I I think that is... That is something that... Like, even in my life, probably once a week, I find that, like, just being completely logical could possibly bring me to make, like, horrible, horrible, mean-spirited choices. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Or or cruel. Not really mean-spirited, obviously, I guess, but cruel, uh, heartless choices. So... And they, they played with that a lot on the original Star Trek, like a whole Absolutely. lot, where like McCoy Absolutely. would be like, you know, you're a bastard. How could you say that? And Spock's like, it's only logical, Doctor. But um, in many ways, it is what Star Trek was about, at
1: least to me. The original series, that's what it's about, like more than anything else, is it's about the like balance between emotions and logic and having... Kirk in the middle pulled in two directions, choosing between the options that are presented to him by his crew, and I and trying to come yeah. up with the third option that is is able to avoid the pitfalls on either side. And and I, I, I yeah. love the original series for that. I think it's that's one of those interesting things about it. And so, uh, yeah, those those themes existing in the show are great. I love that.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't I don't think I care whether O is Romulan or Vulcan. Uh, it just depends on how it's done. Ultimately, by the end, I'll tell you this, and I didn't realize it was a thing until I saw it. Man, it is weird seeing Starfleet people in sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. It's just funny. like, what is this? What? Oh, this is weird. I have strange feelings about this. She yeah, looks but- like my grandma or something
1: <laughs> yeah that's funny that's a that is a weird shot uh there were a bunch of things so uh, uh what'd you think of the vasquez rocks being used
0: as the vasquez rocks i mentioned that to my wife i was like hey for the first time in star trek history the Va- vasquez rocks are being used as the vasquez rocks i thought that was really neat
1: <laughs> that's I, crazy i assumed that when he went there last week at the end of the episode, and we saw him in the background, uh-huh. but I liked that we actually got it on screen that the, this is the Vasquez Rocks. He's not like on some... He didn't He didn't teleport to a different planet, people. This is just the actual Vasquez Rocks.
0: Yeah. Now, the part I didn't say to her is in just internally in my head, I was just like, you know, I'm a little worried that they're going to the site of so many of the worst moments of Star Trek history. (laughs) I will say that was the, as much as I liked her
1: differentiating her character and being very sensitive in this episode, uh, it, it, she did kind of, Getting just drunk and crying was 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 not the most like entertaining thing for me. <laughs> I was kind of like, all right, yeah, all right, get over it and get get to your duty. You know what I mean? Like, I know you're not in Starfleet anymore, and I guess that's that's right. part of this is like, there's no with this crew currently. There's going to be no Starfleet code, which I am excited about in one way. As a, as a lover of Firefly, but I'm a little nervous about in that like what's their common bond going to be? Um, the, in Firefly, they they don't have one for a long time, and then they finally are given one, and it's it's really epic and interesting. Oh,
0: I I think I know.
1: Oh yeah, tell me what's their common bond? What's their what's their reason?
0: Because he, clearly, this guy has a, a hatred of Starfleet because there was a cover up. Because his heavy cruiser or whatever was scrubbed from the books I think he has the same issue with with Starfleet that Picard does Starfleet is no longer Starfleet and that Mal does yep (laughs) can't stop the signal that's right I think he's he's got to respect Picard for the same reasons because he left Starfleet for the same reasons Picard did it's no longer Starfleet something's afoot yeah I think
1: that's true I do think we're gonna at least on this first few episodes I think they're gonna get into some trouble and we're going to have a problem because Rafi and Rios are both, you know, uh, not not necessarily there. They're not there on a mission. They're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- R- Rafi just wants a, wants a trip to what's it called? Cloud City. <laughs> no, that's Star Wars. Um, something <laughs> Cloud.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't remember now. Sky Cloud, maybe? Sky I Cloud? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it was called. I really don't. I forgot. I already forgot.
1: Somebody was picking on Star Trek or, or new Star Trek. They said uh, they they had like a a meme going around that was like techno babble in, in in the in the eighties, and it was like uh, Data saying like the temporal distortion, the duh, 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 like some long sentence, and then it's like uh-huh. techno babble now, and it just lo- showed a Pike saying time crystals. <laughs> 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 and that reminded me of that when i heard uh sky cloud i was like this that's not very That is not a very star trek uh name of a place <laughs> oh i'm fine with it it's not r- nothing wrong with it it just it it's a different
0: vibe than we've had in the past i don't know i think it's come full circle because that was very much the vibe of the original series at, at times that's fair that is fair at times, yeah, it's
1: it's uh, I, and maybe you know it's the style of the time it, it was made. You know, like I think we're we're looping back around to that sort of simplicity being okay
0: again in our sci-fi, and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm not upset. Yeah. It just it just seemed funny. I think um, you know Joss Whedon once referred to uh, Star Trek as sanitized for your protection. Yeah. And I think that I think he was onto something there. But it was funny, and what, what is often distracting to me is in in this new Star Trek stuff, Discovery and, and now Picard as well, is that they use a lot of lingo that people today use. And one of the great things about that sort of sterile uh, language in the Next Generation. And I won't say uh, the the original series because that wasn't true. They talked like they were in old TV, but Next Generation had that sterile language. And uh, what was great about that is like it was hard to date that. And, but now looking at Discovery and looking at Picard, you're like, oh yeah, they're saying shit like, oh, pro tip. I'm like, mm, yeah, this was this was 2020, wasn't it? <laughs> like they just say stuff that people say right and it's 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 weird for me it's a little weird mm. i mean i guess this headcanon is cyclical just like the style of the original series and and the way people talk 80s was a little you know sterile and weird and you were either doing coke or you were like you were on next generation i guess so whatever Oh, man. I sent you that video
1: last night of, there's a video going around the internet of a guy who used a neural net, which is a thing apparently, it's not just on Star Trek, uh, to analyze an 1895 video of these people boarding a train. And it's like, you know, it's an 1895 video, so it's like super grainy and distorted. And uh, Mm -hmm. he used some neural net to upscale it to 4K. And it's just crazy to me because it just, they look so real. Like the people just look so real. I've never seen 1895 people look so much like just regular people. He upscaled it to 4K, 60 frames per second, so they're like moving, and it you know that that uncanny or that uncanny valley of like new TV. Not even uncanny. It's like too canny. I don't know what the words, uh, yeah. words. Uh, it just like uh, when you watch a movie in 4K and it looks too real, it doesn't look filmic I don't because think it looks so
0: real. I don't think that's because of the 4K. I think that has something to do with the refresh rate setting or something. So yeah, I was the, reading I an think article it's the 60 about frames. that or something. I think it's the 60 no, frames. Well, someone was saying that that was... Because uh, when they were... I can't remember. When they were showing The Hobbit, I think, in 80 frames per second, people were saying that it was actually hurting their eyes or something. And that it just right. didn't look fluid or, or something because it was so... There was, it was so much, but well,
1: there's been a lot, there were a lot of complaints about that too. When 1080p came out and it, it, a lot of it's because lighting and stuff is different. And it just, mm-hmm. it starts to look too real. It starts <laughs> to look like cheaper because the, the, uh, because the lighting and the costuming and everything is made for, for less resolution cameras. And then once you get to that 4k level, it's like, Whoa, I can kind of see all the things and I don't need no. to see all the things.
0: Yeah, i haven't worked in video since 4k became like a regular thing i just remember two nine you know nine six and right 1080 i think was the top i ever got to before yeah. i fell out of making videos but yeah i've uh, i new tvs confound me i <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. I, I know it doesn't look like this on my tv how does why does this look uh it looks so strange it is yeah you know, i was worried about it too because we we got a 4k a few months ago and but nothing has looked like you know how you see it in stores and stuff you're like why does everything looks like like it's being like sped up or something there's something weird going on with the refresh hmm. rate or some kind of setting oh uh, yeah i'm sure i know nothing i know nothing about all that
1: stuff um to be honest uh I just I just found that video of the from eighteen ninety five fascinating because it felt like I was looking through a window to eighteen ninety five. Like just seeing yeah. nor, normal people walking around looking normal, but it's over like hundred and twenty five years ago. Like it just it was crazy. It's a crazy video. You check it out anybody.
0: Yeah. It was like it analyzed all of these frames to I guess make it 60 frames per second I have no idea how many frames per second the the original was well you think like 16 12 yeah something? probably, probably. <laughs> yeah
1: it was, it was, it was it's so crazy all right let's get back to Picard there there are definitely a few more things I wanted to touch on in my notes here before we move on sure. um, ooh, it is it is storming ooh, here like weather. crazy I don't know if you guys heard that crazy yeah. loud clap of thunder but it's been really storming here bad uh, okay uh yeah, I talked about Rafi. I, her, her her saying, "My life has been one long slide into humiliation and rage." Um, her character, yeah, I, I'm interested to see her. She's she's so sensitive, and we've seen it, like it. Kind of felt like she's supposed to be that badass stoic character, um, as I mm-hmm. said, I, in, in the in the in the form of Zoe, but uh, like then she gets drunk in the very like first time we really get to know her. She's drunk and super emotional. And so that felt weird to me, but I, I don't know. We'll see Uh what that, this who this, who is this character? Yeah. And and I, and I I say Zoe, because the clear parallels of her being like a first officer on a star, on a small starship, and, and being a black woman. Uh, it, but the, uh, the, the parallels are not just with her. It's just like, like, there's a lot of characters out there who have that sort of like stoic, badass feel to them. And I feel like Rafi's got that, but then it, it's, it's rare. I feel like normally the drunken episode where they show their emotions happens like two seasons in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is happening right off the bat, which I think is an interesting place to start her character.
0: I feel really bad for her because she was, what, his chief of security and she got canned just because he put in his resignation, that doesn't seem right. But I guess they're trying to cover up stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, trying to cover Um, stuff. And I think that probably a lot of people that worked with him closely probably got shit canned because of the decisions being made on, and and who knows what they did out there that was against uh, protocol or whatever.
0: I thought it was interesting how she is basically Was talking about how she was living in a hovel while he was in doing his interview and his fine antique furniture, his heirloom furniture with all of his oak beams and all that stuff. I'm like, I thought you guys didn't strive for the accumulation of wealth. Why is she humiliated by what she has? Like, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's really it's that's interesting. Some of the first like sense
1: of inequality we've gotten on Star Trek. Like we know in Starfleet they don't they, they 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 don't get paid. They are they only care about their reputations or whatever. But like you know, that doesn't mean that on these worlds there are people there are haves and have-nots, you know? So that that was interesting. It it's interesting to see Star Trek tackle inequality a little bit.
0: It's, it's interesting to me because, you know, I, I've i wondered, you know, Picard says things to like Lily in First Contact, like we don't strive for this, we're evolved, et cetera, et cetera. But clearly that's not true all over Earth, even. Or even within Picard in that moment. <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? They might not ever go this way, but there might be a story to tell there about how Starfleet captains tell themselves that, hmm. you know, specifically, you know, uh, I don't know, white cisgender male, uh, you know, <laughs> male captains <laughs> who are who have everything, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we we don't strive for that shit in the Federation, and then meanwhile, on Earth, twenty miles away, there are people living in. Trailers out in the middle of Vasquez Rocks. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know. No, I, I, I definitely think that's something
1: that we're going to explore in this show more than we've ever explored on Star Trek before.
0: I feel like it should be tackled in some way on Star Trek because it's a it's a thing right now.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that's one of the things with the federal sort of the downfall of the federational ideals. I think it gives us um the opportunity to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about this Ramda stuff. Uh, So first off, the disordered is apparently what this, these people are. They look like people that they look like clear, clear allusions to like a mental hospital thing happened. The disordered Uh, Mm -hmm. Ramda is the last, person to be a assimil- or the last a part of the last crew to be assimilated onto the sport cube. Um, and also yep. they said this, as far as they know, is all of the Romulans who were ever assimilated, which I, I found all that was yeah. like, so apparently the disordered are this group of people and they're all of the Romulans who were ever, Assimilated, and they when they come out of being Borg, when they become XB, they are somehow mm-hmm. mentally disordered. I thought that all of that was interesting and weird, and I don't know why all of that is they, happening.
0: Well, they did take great pains. It felt like to say, as far as they know, and the Romulans sure. are the Romulans are very, very good at covering up things that would be to them shameful and being. Caught off guard and assimilated by Borg, absolutely a thing they wouldn't want people to know about. There, there might even be a uh, a connection between the Borg and the Romulans. Like perhaps, like the Romulans had way more, uh, way more casualties to the Borg than they uh, they've ever let on. Obviously, maybe something even in the past. Maybe they met up with the Borg somehow before the Federation did. Even. And just kept that shit under wraps. D- dude, there's no telling. They could go anywhere with the Borg. Because, I mean, sorry, with the Romulans. Because the Romulans have barely been touched. Uh, they're xenophobic. They're paranoid as all hell. They don't know anything about the, the Romulans. Yeah. Not for real. So they could pretty much go anywhere with the Romulans. And uh, and they could definitely tie the Borg into their fear of of AI, of synthetics. Oh, yeah, for sure. That might be why synthetics are such a mythic terror to them is because of some past uh, dalliance with the Borg. some trauma
1: with the Borg, possibly.
0: Um, It'd be interesting because
1: as far as we know, they didn't reach this part of space or the Alpha Quadrant or whatever for a while. But who knows? Um, I do think that something to do with their explorations of the Borg, or at least with Soji's exploration of the Borg, has something to do with... Has something to do, man. This crazy, crazy lightning and thunder. Mm -hmm. uh, Has something to do with uh, artificial intelligence and what that means, and what the Borg mean, and I don't know. Combination of synthetic and and life. Um, I think all that, all that, all that. uh, She talks about the false door, which I don't, I did not understand, but I have a feeling it's Mm -hmm. somehow alluding to what's coming. she talks about the false door and how the Romulans always have a false door that no one can come in. Uh, no one enters or leaves yeah. through. And then she says, so she says something in Romulan. She says, um, "Could uh, are there certain people who are allowed thro- are allowed in that door or something like that?" And uh, hmm. that made me think that some sort of tie in to the artificial intelligence, like maybe. That door, you know, it reminded me of, like, the Jewish tradition of having a chair for Elijah.
0: Like, uh-huh. maybe you have a door that is only for AI or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was thinking about that in relation to um, the, um, oh, what do you call them, where, where you say, like, a phrase and it, it shuts them off and or opens them up. Oh, you know right. What I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I
1: was thinking the same thing. Like, it seemed like a trigger triggering words. Like she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was act, she was activating a uh, Ramda somehow, which I think she was, but I think it was right. Ramda. I, I think it was more of a uh, Ramda was being reminded of something. Uh, probably the deep, dark secret of the Jatvath, Cause then she freaks out and everyone starts calling her the destroyer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So uh, that's that's what I thought about the door was that there's a secret entrance way or, or whatever where you something is opened that is not supposed to be opened or it, someone who has the code or the key that the trigger phrase can can open the door. That's what it made me think of. Hell, it might be a wormhole. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So Soji
1: <laughs> Soji in that moment is activated. Um, at least Uh-oh. to some degree. It's really interesting, this, this idea of them being activated because it's like they ha- their programming is running something different than who they are on the surface. So our, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a question asked by this series, either in this season or in a future, probably by the end of the season. Um, is Soji who she is on the surface, which is someone we all like? So was Dodge, or is she the deeper thing? Uh, mm-hmm. is is she the drives that are driving her when she's activated and is this is this just a false skin my 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 initial reaction feels like all all of the surface stuff of her is sort of false you know it's this false mm-hmm. person that's been built on top of her to protect her um so yeah i don't know i don't know what i don't know what does that mean for dodge what does that mean for soji who are they yeah I don't know man I don't
0: know I don't know, man. It's creepy. It, it's. I'm sure this is all stuff built into programming and whatnot. And maybe there's time travel involved here, but it feels like people are having premonitions or something. Like, <laughs> it feels otherworldly, supernatural. Hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. It, well, like, with the, like the Romulan Tarot cards, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, the Romulan Tarot cards, I think, yes. But they also say in that moment, I met you tomorrow.
0: Mm hmm. I mean Borg stuff you can go all over the place with time travel, but you know, to That's true. You have data you have data painting the daughter's face and everything, you know, that kind of stuff is crazy. She
1: even says, Are you the daughter that that dies or the daughter that lives? Right, right. So what does all that mean?
0: Oh gosh. I think the Borg have been to the future and seen certain things. Or the Romulans
1: have, because or both, or, or, or the 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 secret. Yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. So the my you, you have my preserver theory. That's on file.
0: Uh, my new theory. <laughs> it's in the mind palace. <laughs> I, di- I didn't commit it to file, but I, it's, it's. Come on, dude. What, ne- what are you it, doing? It's next. Ahead, it's, it's next to a skateboard that I hurt myself on when I was eight in a hallway. <laughs> in My mind palace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, another theory: the Romulans, the Zhat Vash uh, possibly in the distant past, got a hold of some time crystals or whatever, um, and went to the future. And they know the future uh, has that the Romulan Empire is destroyed by AI. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and maybe, maybe this some a lot of this uh, Romulan uh, lore. Uh, the the two sisters on this this little tarot card that she's holding. Maybe all of that relates mm-hmm. to so- Soji and Dodge. Like maybe this the story that is playing out now is a story the Romulans have known for a long time, and maybe that's why they're so interested in uh, some of the stuff that's going on. Maybe the Borg play into it, and now they're yeah. Maybe they maybe they have maybe this the Jatvash have been holding on to a secret about the future for so many generations that it's almost lost to time that they're, tr- they're still trying to fully even understand what all the stuff is. Cause it's, it, it's as if, you know, someone from the distant past saw a vision of the future and then they tried to explain it and pass along that knowledge for thousands of years. Like, and now, yeah. now they're actually encountering those events and they're trying to like, trying to navigate them. I, th- I that that's a possibility.
0: That'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh, mm. see, and now I get all weird and worked up and I just, I just had a, a, a thought that I shouldn't have had. Okay. <laughs> you don't
1: have to, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to uh, censor yourself. You're, you're welcome to say, even, even if it's uh even if it's negative about the show, even if it gets us one, another star one star review, review. <laughs> that one star
0: review says differently. I, don't, I was just thinking, I don't know. no, I was really like, the reason it's a bad thing is be, no, you know what? The one star review legitimizes us for real. The thing is, <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed when it doesn't happen, but um, man, I would love to see Selah again, disgraced from the Romulan government like after the kerfuffle because her last appearance was Unification Part 2 if I recall right um, disgraced by the Romulan government and like maybe she's devoted herself to this to this myth maybe they come across Selah I would just love that shit I, I've always wanted to see uh, what happened to her character yeah that would be fun and she is someone who like has experience-
1: it would make sense if she ended up lining up with other like if the Jat Vash came to her because they have knowledge of the future, so they go to her and say, "We hear you have knowledge of the future um we, we need to like let's compare notes and then she could mm-hmm. get uh she could get sucked down the jat Vash rabbit hole well I don't know what 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 knowledge of the future did she have?" Oh, she had the knowledge of that her mother told her. She doesn't have knowledge of the current future. She had knowledge of Picard and the crew. Oh,
0: a past future, the past
1: future that was, or
0: w- but wouldn't be the
1: future now. No, no, but 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 you could see like if. 40 years ago oh, like, when, yeah. she first, okay, when she I first when she first left the jatvash had gone to her and say okay well we have all this we know all this about the future what do you know about the future because we need to compare gotcha. notes to see what's coming like that's so you could see how she might end up in the jatvash or uh part of the order related or to them yeah, yeah.
0: That, i see i see what you're saying i was like wait what am i forgetting, <laughs> am I forgetting? <laughs> this shit became real <laughs> wait what <laughs> oh yeah okay
1: yeah, yeah um okay so we hadn't really talked much about Hugh he didn't do a lot this episode but I like he didn't he, I, I just it's great to see him again man
0: it's great it was good it's good to see him to see Hugh so neat he's sort of in an administrative role uh, yeah, yeah do, doing his doing his diligence man like helping out some Borg there yeah some uh some ex Borg it was neat I dug it man I like it a lot good to see him
1: about all I can say about it. I'm going to see if I can find an <laughs> audiobook version of Tragic Sense of Life this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, see if I can get into the character of Captain Rios a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was strange that Rafi and Picard already know that there's a conspiracy in the Federation. I thought it was strange that we know it last week, and I thought it was strange that they already know it this week. <laughs> It's like, that, that seems like the kind of thing that'd be a surprise at some point to someone. <laughs> but it just kind of like, well, based on these things, it's clearly there's some sort of...
0: Well, yeah, I think I was annoyed at the very beginning because she was like, I think they're Romulan conspirators. And I was like, oh, bullshit. But then later on, she was like, no, I have evidence. I had evidence. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you had evidence. Yeah, she that's she different. If you're recently. just like if you're just like flying by this in your pants, you're like, you know what this seems like Romulans. <laughs> I'm like, well, of course, Picard, Picard was like, yeah, no, they're not going to destroy their own world. What is wrong with you? That's kind of how I felt about how Picard felt about it. Like Picard was like, I think it's a Romulan
1: Federation plot. And she's like, yeah, I've been saying that for 20 years. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Picard interesting stuff about his like character this episode he talks about how he tried his best to belong in this place never truly felt at home he says I suppose almost uh, cried yeah and she says I suppose you've always had one eye on the stars Mm -hmm. so that all that all ties in well with his story and family the episode of TNG family where he he lived on the same farm growing up but he had he always had his eyes on the stars
0: yeah and I, I you know i really enjoyed when when they dude okay first of all that fight scene was just balls man it was awesome oh, that was fight scene was amazing great
1: and f- first when when uh picard reaches under his desk and has a phaser there and i was like that's just badass picard just having phasers all around your house but that's the thing he had one under his desk and that kind of makes sense like from a just i don't know that's a common thing but then uh one of the Romulans. Uh, I forget her name.
0: Oh, I'm kicking myself. I'm, in my head, uh, I've been calling her Ri'hanshi. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> instead of rihansu is rihanshi okay I, i'm just i'm being stupid in my own head just for my own humor no one gets it no one's gonna know it. there might be two people out there listening to this who go oh yeah <laughs> diane Dwayne, cool uh well uh I, and then she reaches under a completely different piece of furniture and there's another
1: phaser i was like wow picard just has his house covered in phasers <laughs> yeah absolutely Oh, and and we got it. We Absolutely. got it, We got a reference to the difference in the two different types of Romulans, which I love. Yes, uh, I he, he love calls that. him a stubborn Northerner
0: and rubs his ridges. <laughs> I know, she she slaps him in on his ridges and says, "Like you." Yep, it's great. I yeah, I I was like, oh, finally, some kind of explanation. Yeah, that's
1: great. And we and we knew by them having one of each in the in the house that they were they were going with the fact that they both exist it's not a weird canon thing they're just like there are two types Mm. of romulans Uh, but this we actually got him calling him a stubborn stubborn northerner which i thought was
0: fun yeah that was that was enjoyable i loved my girl shooting the dude oh yeah i think it was on stun no it wasn't stun it wasn't there's no stun on romulan (laughs) disruptors oh i loved that i loved it a lot Fantastic. I thought it was interesting that Picard
1: avoids the captain's chair. Mm. Um, when he's when he's on the ship for the first time, he almost mm-hmm. sits in the captain's chair and then kind of keeps moving, like with this clear sort of pregnant moment where he's staring at the chair mm-hmm. like that. Um, the mom is fake as hell, right? Dodge and Soji's mom. We've said it in the first episode, but... The what? Soji and Dodge's mom
0: is not real. Right? Oh, you said fake. You said fake as hell. I said fake as hell. Yeah. Here's what I heard Daj and Soji's mom is thick as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, did we see that much of her to know she was thick as hell that, was it like that Matt? that too um, <laughs> was it like that <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and probably my favorite line of the episode since we're probably not going to do really uh, trivia and quotes since this just came out three seconds ago probably my favorite and uh-huh. I don't have the quote exactly but I loved the um, something the effect of the uh, <sighs> Uh, Captain Rios telling the EMH, save me the simplistic Sunday school morality. And then him saying mm-hmm. saying back, save the moody teen moral relativism. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was great. It
1: was great. Really that was great. a
0: lot of fun. I, I was very interested to see... Or to find out what he was talking about with, like, the last time he worked with uh, with someone like him, his brains wound up splattered all over a bulkhead. Yeah, well, I think it's the uh, the captain he worked for. Well, yeah,
1: I just want to know what happened. Oh, yeah, I think we'll get that. I think we'll get more information about him. But I think, like, this right now is just setting up the fact that Rios is very uh, disillusioned. Um. And, 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 yeah, again, they're going to have to work a little bit to separate him from Malcolm Myrtle's in my mind as a character.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, things are happening. Yeah, we got,
1: we got storms. Storms of brewing over here Flood in Lord. Alabama.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, his name is Rios, and he pilots for Picard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you wrote half my song for me.
1: Sweet. <laughs> I know. I was excited. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't I, That's actually uh, I'm a little concerned about this this week's song because there isn't an arc in this episode. There's a lot of people in places and it's 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 they did a lot of work to cover a lot of ground with a lot of different characters in this episode and I feel like there's a lot of half songs in all these characters and I'm sure another week they'll be fleshed out and it'll be really easy to write a song about almost any of these characters, but uh, Uh just from this week's Episode, there's like there's there's not much, and so we'll see. Oh, I know what your song's about, dude. I know what uh, your song's uh, about. Having one st- uh, st- one eye on the stars, because like, that's the that's the line that hooked me as a, as a possible lyric. But I've already written fam- I've already written one about the episode of TNG family, and I've already written uh, that's true. And I've already written last week's about. Um, it's hard when you you know it's it's been a lot of fun. I've written twelve songs about Star Trek, but at some point you start I, to go, oh, this song is a little too similar to that song I gotta I gotta try yeah. to think of something different
0: I want to hear you do a song explaining Rafi's conversion from drinking and telling Picard she's not helping him to him messaging her and saying on with it and her deciding to actually help yeah I, I did like that moment a lot and I really I liked the, I liked the moment with uh where he sends her the the
1: research materials he's like you're doing your research right mm-hmm. and she's like no I'm um, uh i'm i'm not he's like well here's the here's the everything from the daystrom institute and she's like i didn't ask for this and she he's like all right enjoy it bye <laughs> it's like a, on with it on with it. I, I know you better than know you know yourself that kind of thing yeah i do i do like yeah that but i again I, just like just like where soji is just like where Hugh is um where 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 Picard is in this episode and where there's like four four characters kind of introduced in this episode that like mm-hmm. you just kind of get to know half of them. I really like Dr. Jeradi and like her conversation about uh, always wanting to see this. And so I'm willing to like willing to leave this this place to go out and explore just to like encounter danger just because this is this is the thing that i've always searched for my whole life um Mm -hmm. but again it feels like half half the story which you know it'll it'll be it'll be be interesting and i was worried about this with a serialized it was easy to write a lot of tng songs or easier because each one is a self-contained thing when you're looking at these it's Mm -hmm. like it's a lot like this particular episode for instance
0: there's a lot of half stories and so i don't know um I I I'm going to I'm going to fun with it. Though. How about you write a song from the perspective of the uh <laughs> the Jad Vash guy who knows as he's sitting in the chair that he's about to chomp into his freaking hydrochloric acid gusher yeah and kill himself and and <laughs> absolutely <laughs> could. Uh, r- ruin that dude's vintage jacket. What in the
1: world were they thinking <laughs> not like taking care of that beforehand. They just saw someone do that. Yeah. last episode. I was watching that and I was assuming he was about to do that. And they didn't do anything to protect themselves. I would have at least like I don't know, put a bucket on his head or something.
0: <laughs> or just, I would love to have seen like a what the hell was that? And Picard's like, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do that. <laughs> Which I assume these two Shiar the t- <laughs> agents <laughs> you have to watch out for that. They do that. <laughs> I would assume these two Talshiar agents know that, though. You know,
1: like know how know some of the things these agents do. I don't know. Anyway, well, I think that's about all for us. We we covered both the feedbacks that we had. If anybody else wants to write in feedback, Star Trek Ucast at Gmail dot com. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, anything else you want to talk about about this episode?
0: Well, we had other feedbacks, but they were either you know civil or in agreement. So. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Well maybe next week
1: we'll cover more feedbacks. I, I think it's good, you know, it's good to bring everybody in on the thing if, if
0: yeah talk about what they, they're saying. Here's the thing, I ask. I ask, you know, uh if you guys have super negative feedback, or you're really angry with me because I didn't like a thing, because it contradicted something in my childhood that I hold precious and dear. Uh <laughs> Could, could you just, like, message me on Twitter or something? I'm on Twitter, uh, at David C. Robertson. You can, David C. Robertson at gmail.com. You can also do this show, Star Trek Ucast, gmail.com. Uh, instead of just posting it to a thing that's, like, forever where I can't respond to you. Because that sucks. Yeah, that does kind of suck. Because I, I, I do this show because I want to talk to you guys. I don't do it because I'm trying to get people to, like... I I don't know. Just listen to whatever I have to say. I want to hear what you guys have to say too. So I don't know. It's antithetical to the spirit of it.
1: uh, I do like to find connection with everyone, which, you know, people are going to rate if they feel like rating, which is fine. we got got lots of good five-star reviews. uh, We do. And some of them are very sweet and we appreciate you guys. But yeah, that one, one star review, that's the one you're going to think about
0: well that's the one we're gonna think about but also like i feel bad because i i'm like i didn't you know i didn't say i was done with picard man i i really wish that he had come to me and said hey man what's up and i would have been like hey it wasn't that deep
1: yeah um, <laughs> you're like i was just annoyed listen. and it was like the first moment had hey, come on tv because <laughs> <laughs> we are <laughs> recording this immediately after yeah. so and yeah, and like, we <laughs> and we have great affection for the story so if they do something that like uh in whatever capacity, uh, breaks the universe a little bit for us, which, you know, it, for me and you, that's very d- different things. But Yeah, um, at
0: times. Other times, not so much. Oh, but, sure, sure, sure. You know, at, at any rate, let's, you know, have a Romulan nail and talk about it, man. Let's not, you know, go Yeah. Just writing people off here. Come on. <laughs> I'm
1: with you. Uh well guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh we'll be back real soon. Um I'll be back hopefully real soon with a song. You'll be back sooner. Yeah. By the way, I've been trying to drop the songs on Mondays, but uh, I'm dropping uh-huh. them on the Stranded Panda YouTube channel and the Matthew Carroll podcast earlier. So if you are interested in okay. getting these the gigs tracks earlier with a little bit of commentary, the Matthew Carroll podcast is a good place to do that.
0: And they're good songs, man. I've thanks, enjoyed brother. every one of them
1: I've heard. Yes, yeah, brother so I'm, I'm 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 a little nervous this week I'm, I'm i'm excited to sit down and try to do it i i know i've done it 12 times 12 weeks 12 times like i can do it again but it's it, yeah. it's it always feels like a task it always feels like a big uh a, a boulder to roll up the hill it, 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 an exciting boulder to roll up the hill but a, a boulder to roll up the hill nonetheless so it'll mm-hmm. be interesting
0: yeah, I I'm, I look forward to seeing what you got, man. I look forward to it. I, I did enjoy this episode, and uh, I don't know. I kind of want to go back and watch all three episodes now in a row, but I don't think I have time in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I found out that apparently at the
1: uh, premiere, they showed the three episodes, oh. the first three, which makes sense. Oh, I feel like this no. is a good, like, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, like, introduction to this whole story Uh, and I feel like we just got the full introduction you know Mm Hmm. so I'm excited about the trailer for next week meeting this uh, Romulan sort of like guard guy or Picard asking him to like lend his sword to the mission did you see the trailer oh yeah absolutely that sounded very like very fantasy-esque very Lord of the Rings Um, I don't know excited about
0: that it seems neat yeah i'm i'm down i'm down to see it uh, I i want to be right here talking to you about it next week and you know we, we
1: were talking about it uh the romulans how they've been sort of this one note villain and so i'm excited to have a romulan kind of on the crew you know Mm-hmm. that'll be neat all right well guys thanks so much we'll be back with you soon peace live long and prosper Thank you for listening to the Star Trek Universe Podcast, a Stranded Panda production. If you'd like to hear more from David C. Robertson, check out the DC On Screen Podcast or Maladjusted.tv for his web videos. If you'd like to hear more from Matthew Carroll, check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast or listen to his music. Just search for Matthew Carroll anywhere you get music.